Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. Karen Bhatia here with Roly. We're at the Tank Roly press conference. Tank's a little late right now. What do you think about that? He's putting on his makeup. <laughs> this, <laughs> this fight was supposed to happen last December. You, I'm sure you saw Tank's fight. What were, what were your thoughts? Uh, he doesn't punch as hard as people think, and... Um, he doesn't like pressure, and I don't know. He looked horrible. Was honestly a horrible fighter. So I know you said that this fight with Tank is going to be your easiest My fight. Heart. Why do you feel that way? Cause I mean, it's kind of hard not to miss. He has a big ass head. So yeah. Before I let you go, I have to ask you. Look at the fit. Where's Where's this from? Talk to me. Dolce Gabbana. Y'all gotta y'all, y'all gotta hit me up. Send me a DM. Last time we saw you in the the mink coat, right? And it was a little hot out. So is that why you decided to go with something a little more cool this time? I'm, I thought it was indoors. I thought it was indoors. They switched it up, and then I was like, oh, what's well, outdoors? Okay, well, I came in here about 9 in L.A., you know? So it was like, okay, well, it's not that hot, you know? I'll be, I'll be all right. It's not that hot. And I go, and I... Uh, I go, I, I'm walking out. There's some shade, right? I was like, oh, it's not that bad. I walk out, and it's like, but the sun's over me. I'm just like... So, yeah. But you know what? TV don't got temperature, so. What do you think about the fact that you were training for this fight in December? And, oh, the press conference is going to start right now, so we're going to let you go. Rolly, best of luck. Thank you so much. Sounds great. Follow me on Instagram, at Rolly's, R-O-L-L-I-E-S-S-S. Karen Batia here at the Barclays Center. We're at the Tank Rolly press conference, and I'm here with the official strength coach for Rolly. That's Larry Wade. Yes. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, man, I'm great. I'm happy to be here. This thing is so exciting to see these two guys up there, you know, mentally getting involved the way they are with the intensity. It got me even more excited for May 28th, so I'm looking forward to it. We're definitely looking forward to this fight. It's been a long time coming, right? It's supposed to happen last December. It's now happening May 28th, Showtime pay-per-view. So you have an actually a really unique perspective on this because you, of course, for a long time have worked with Sean Porter. Absolutely. In the camp came Tank Davis. So you're familiar yes. with Tank yes, Davis. Yes, yes. Um, what was that like when Tank came into camp? What, what, what did you see? You know, he was, he's a, he was a quiet kid. You know, I introduced myself. It was my first time actually interacting with him. And uh, basically what he did is he and Sean combined their camps for a short period of time for about two weeks. So I had opportunity to, to see intimately, you know, how he works, his his mindset, things of that nature. So I do have a little bit of an insight in regards to how he works. And now, well, for two years, you've been working with Roly, yeah. who's getting his opportunity now against Tank. So let me ask you this. He was preparing Roly was for a fight in December. That didn't happen. Is there any concern of overtraining, right? Because he didn't get to have that fight. Absolutely not, man. Listen. At that time, you know, Rolu had to go through a few things, and we took a break because he needed to get the, that return of uh, that relaxation that he needed mentally more than physically. So we took some time off so he could regroup, and we did that. And, and we came back to the, to the board, came back to the table, and now he's ready to go. He's more prepared now than he was for the first fight. And I'm not talking about just physically. I'm talking about mentally, and that's more important than anything else. That's definitely very important. Also, physically, he looks great. He's got, we can see the six-pack. He looks like he's ready to fight tomorrow. So I'm sure that's a testament to some of your work, right? Yeah, you know, we work really hard. And, you know, Coach Bullen and I put in a lot of work. And my assistant, Devron, put in a lot of work to get him to this point. You know, I heard Tank say, you know, he, I know this guy in the audience, Larry. We know him. We know what he can do. And uh, I, 
two weeks, if two weeks you think you can learn everything that I know how to do, that says very little about me. I mean, I don't have the world titles that I've had in my 10 years of being there, nine years being in the sport the way I have with eight world titles. You don't get to that point without having experience. I've had over 40 world title fights in my career. So it's almost impossible and almost insulting for you to say you know what I do in two weeks. You know, so that kind of bothered me to some degree because I've had nothing but respect and positive things to say about the young man. But May 28th, we're going to find out, you know, if he knows everything I know. Not to stoke the fire, but Tank did, like you said, call you out during the press conference. He said he kind of said that guy in the glasses. He almost pretended like he didn't know you. Right. Was that? Did you? Were you offended by that at all? I was only offended only because I've been nothing but positive. I've never said one negative thing about the young man. I understand that him and uh, Roly have their disagreements and their misunderstanding, but there's a certain level of professionalism that I bring to the table that I would was would hope that he would have done the same for. I didn't receive that same level of respect. So for me, you know, I'm still not going to come at him in a negative way. He's still a young man. He still has a lot of developing to do, but you don't get to where I'm at not knowing what you need to know. You don't get the world titles I have as a trainer getting to where I am. And so that being said, there's a long road of experience that he's going to have to deal with that day. And if I wasn't focused, he's given me every reason to focus, but I was focused anyway. So that being said, you know, it's going to be a great fight. But, yeah, we're, we're going to see on May 28th. We're going to see on May 28th. We know Roley has predicted a first-round knockout. I think even 30 seconds maybe, he said. <laughs> what do you think? How is the fight going to play out? How do you see it? A knockout. You know, at the end of the day, let's not be confused. you got two guys who have dynamite in both their hands. They have bricks in both their hands. Somebody can get touched and someone's going to lay down. This is not going to end with a decision. And the, and the statement that he made, which was, we know Roley's not going to go the distance. Let's be very clear. Two years ago, when they brought me on board to be on Roley's camp, Roley had only been in a six-round fight. Six rounds. Never been eight, never been ten, and definitely never been twelve. They put him in camp with me for one camp. He goes to that world title fights, goes from six rounds to 12 rounds, throwing power for 12 rounds with no problem. Was not tired. Was not questioning his ability. So there's no question that this young man will be prepared. He will be strong. He will be fit. He'll be ready to do what he needs to do for all 12 rounds. There's no question about it. We will see on May 28th. It's going to be a huge fight. Before I let you go, I have to ask you about one more fighter. I know someone that you've worked with for a long time, and that, of course, is Sean Porter. Yep. Sean Porter, one of the hardest workers in the sport. Right. We saw his last fight. He was clearly frustrated at the end of the fight. Right. Do you think Sean Porter is going to stay retired, or is that ring going to call him back? What do you think? Well, so listen, since we're talking, let me go ahead and say this. I, I had Sean Porter on my podcast show wading through the bs and right now we're dealing with some bs up in here right now but wading through the bs i had him on my podcast show and i asked him that very question are you going to come back he said to me right now i have no interest in coming back right now he has a lot of things happening that are very positive for him and he's loving that but you know like all fighters they say that but you know later on they get that itch they get that itch. They get that excitement. It's, it's usually not always about the money. For them, they just want to challenge themselves. So he may come back. He may. You know, as of right now, he's comfortable where he's at. 
And just one follow-up on that. I, I spoke to Sean Porter after the fight. We know with his dad, his dad wasn't happy with, with training. When I asked Sean, he said, well, I didn't train exactly the way that maybe he would have wanted. You were you were in camp. Did you see anything different in that training camp yes. that kind of led to that, and what was that? Yes, and, and I agree with Kenny in, the, in that regard. You know, we, we didn't train the way we, we would have liked to 100%, you know. But once again, we, we're only one part of it. There's a lot of moving pieces. But he definitely did, still went in there with the right integrity. He still went in there with the intentions to win that fight. Unfortunately, we did not win that fight. But, you know, if you're going to lose, why not lose to one, the number one, if not number two pound-per-pound pound fighter in the sport? I'm not making any excuses, you know, because nobody wants to lose, and I'm not accepting that. But... You know, you lose to Terrence Crawford is, is not a horrible blink on your resume. Absolutely. So we'll see if Sean Porter does come back to the ring. But before that, May 28th, it's going down. Roly Romero versus Tank Davis. Larry Wade, thank you so much for thank the time. You so much. Thank you guys so much. Karen Batia here at the Tank Davis versus Rolando Romero. Way in here with Steven Jackson. We saw a little shoving, a little pushing yeah. and shoving. What, what was your thoughts to what you saw here? I love it. I mean, that's a part of it. As long as they don't throw no punches before the fight. It makes a good fight. You know, I think Roley's doing a great job of selling the fight. Um, he jumped in front of Tank and was just trying to get in Tank's head, but Tank is really focused. Roley's not scared. It's going to be a good night. What do you think about, you know, you've played in the, the highest possible arenas in athletic competition. Romero's, his mindset, right? He, he's, he's got confidence. Is it is it fake confidence? Is that something he needs to hype himself up? What do you think about his whole mindset, Roley? Well, one, one, you have to believe in yourself, but being around championship arenas and, and big venues like this you can see through some of that stuff he's definitely worried um, I think tanks more in his head than he is in tanks head but Roley understands that in boxing if you if you land one punch he has the power he can change the fight and I and, and the best thing about it, he's not scared but we know what tank can do we expect the tank to come out and uh, and finish and finish Roley but like tank said I really I really want to I really want to make his coach stop the fight so tank really want to hurt him He's focused. We've seen a different tank since the Gamboa fight. He's been really locked in, training different. So um, it's going to be an exciting fight, but I don't, I don't see Roley making it out of six, seven rounds. And we can, we can hear your passion for combat sports in your voice. Is there ever a chance that we would see you competing in combat sports, mixed martial arts, or boxing? No, no. Um, I'm not a professional at boxing. Uh, I've had a couple of fights growing up in, in the street, and uh, that's why I'm going to leave it. But I'm a big fan of boxing. Uh, me being in the ring is not going to be entertaining for anyone. <laughs> final question. i got to ask you this, of course. What's going on in the NBA? we got the Warriors. we got Celtics. Heat. What, what do you think is going to happen? How is it going to play out? I think uh, Boston is going to finish off the Miami Heat. They're too deep, one of the best coached and defensive teams in the league right now. Miami doesn't have enough talent. Uh, Jimmy Butler can't do it by himself. Warriors and Boston in the finals. i got Warriors winning in six or seven. There you have it. Steven Jackson, thank you so much for the time. Karim Batia here with Akin Barak at the Tank Davis versus Roly Romero press conference. Oh, sorry, the weigh-in. They just weighed in. There's a little skirmish. What did you think about it? Was, it just looked like Roly was flexing and then Tank like nudged him? I don't know. What did you think? What it is was Roly was in the way. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, you know, fighters always feel like if you flex in front of me, you just chump me. So he had to give him a little nudge. He shouldn't have, but at least he didn't get hurt, you know? Speaking of that, it seems like Roley, does he believe like everything he's saying? He says he's pound for pound one, he's going to be the best after this. Does he believe that or is he trying to sell the fight? No, he doesn't believe that he's the best. Um, he believes that he had, he believes in his own ability, like in his power. He believes that he can hurt Tank. I, I agree that he can. He's dangerous. 
But no, he doesn't believe he's the most explosive fighter ever in the history of boxing or none of that. That That's just a little uh, added sauce on it to sell the fight. But nevertheless, it's working because they broke hold records. On. I didn't notice the Gucci's. Please get those. Hold up. I didn't even, I, I never even seen, what the hell are these? I never even seen these. I gotta take notes, I gotta take notes. Oh my God, this is. Gucci sent that to me, I didn't pay for it. No, they said, they said, they said it. It's okay, they sent it to him. They sent yeah, it. the export check back. <laughs> uh, let me, so let me ask you this. I feel like Tank has like made himself a star. Like I'm sure you guys hear from your mainstream sports fans when Tank is fighting. How do you think he's done that? And is like, is that something other fighters could follow? That that blueprint. Um, there is a blueprint, but it, it involves being involved in the hip hop community. Yes. His swag that he has yes. and knocking people out. You understand? And also the cosign, the cosign from Mayweather. You know what I mean? And his his just a swag. I think it is. He just attracts a certain crowd, and that crowd loves him. That's the hip hop community. Skill, uh, um, fan friendly. I mean. Look at the weigh-in over here. When's the last time you seen a fighter fight in Brooklyn with this type of turnout for weigh-in? The ticket sales, they broke records already. Um, that's all credit to Tank. So, I mean, it, there's no blueprint. You gotta be Tank or somebody uh, of that stature. And, and part of that, he's under Mayweather promotions. A lot of rumors swirling. Is this the last fight? Mayweather had his own pay-per-view a week ago. Should, hey, let me ask you, should Floyd- you pay for it? Let me ask you. Did you pay for that pay-per-view? I didn't even know where to find that. I would have watched that, but wow. it was delayed for a week. I was right. looking for it. I couldn't, right. honestly, I couldn't find it. Wow. Let me, but, because I know it's supposed to be on Fight TV and I was going to watch yes. it and then it got delayed. So let me ask you this. Should Floyd be here to promote? And what do you think about the relationship with Tank and Mayweather Promotions? Oh, I, I can't speak firsthand, but I think a promoter should be where his fighter fights. All, no matter what's going on behind the scenes, whether this is his last one or not. Think about this. Eddie Hearn just lost Devin Haney, and he, he brought Devin Haney to where he's at to challenge for an undisputed championship of, in the lightweight division. And he gave him his blessing to go top rank so that he can fight Cambosis in Australia. That's commendable. That, that's how a promoter should be. No matter what's going on, no matter if this is his last fight, because in reality, you never really know if it's his last fight. You never know what can change, you know? And I think it's gonna be hard for it to be his last fight if he's not still working with Al Heyman. If he's still with Al, I guess it doesn't matter, you know, to Javante. I don't see him not working with Al ever. I think if there's gonna be a disconnect, it'll probably be with Mayweather Promotions, but I agree with you. There was, there's been times, in fact, the last time Tank fought at the Barclays Center, Floyd didn't promote it on his Instagram at all. I mean, he was promoting girl collection all day long and not one post about Tank. I, you know, I don't know what's behind that, but it doesn't seem logical. It doesn't seem conducive to being a successful promoter. If um, you know, if you ask me now, to Barack's point, I don't know what, you know, what's behind the scenes, what's going on, but this right now is the biggest fight in boxing at this point, and Floyd is the icon that he is. I think she, he should be not only here, here at the fight tomorrow, and promoting on his social media. You know why I say he should be here? Because it's a pay-per-view. Like literally, it's a pay-per-view. Sell it exactly, and we know Floyd sells. You know, Floyd could come here and say a couple of things, and that's a couple of more buys, and it just makes sense, and that's going to help your promotion. You know, so yeah, he yeah, should definitely be here. Maybe Tank just doesn't even care. Maybe he wants to show, yo, I don't need you beside me to sell a fight. I don't need you beside me to have a successful promotion. Maybe Tank is not even inviting that. Maybe he's okay with where it's at right now to prove something. It's very, it's very possible, but that behind-the-scenes stuff that don't sell tickets, 
You know what I'm saying? It just takes away from the promotion. It just doesn't make sense. Do you think, you know, we've been talking about Tank as a star and everything he's doing. Does he need, we, we, Roley's undefeated, right? But he's not necessarily tested at the highest level. So probably the way that people are with Tank, they're probably not going to give him his due even if he knocks out Roley real quick. Does he need, like, that dance partner that's on that similar caliber to, like, to, you know, get his status at the pound? He's already at pound for pound level, but to get that, that, that status. Yes, and, you know, I think this is the thing. He was following that Mayweather blueprint where you don't call anybody out but you're not Mayweather where everybody's calling you out you know everybody's trying to fight you for a big payday so that for some reason that's just not happening so but you see the tank now the new tank now is vocal and he's saying if you win that fight with Cambosis Devin Haney I want to fight you he would have never said that before so I, I appreciate what he's doing and yes he needs that marquee fight yeah he proved himself in a couple of divisions but now it's like the fights that you're fighting now is not getting people's attention you know the boxing public it's not getting their attention and he needs that right now if if he doesn't call people out is he in danger of you fall into someone like a demetrius andrade right and then you get to the end of the line there and you're you're still caught he is to, to be fair to andrade especially recently has been calling people out more but he hasn't been able to get those opportunities yeah well the thing about andrade no disrespect to him who's very skilled yes. you can't compare him to tank in terms of popularity and kind of selling a fight and being you know tank knocks people out now i think andrade has the ability to to be entertaining, it just it hasn't happened in recent fights, so it's a little different with him. I don't think Tank quickly. needs, yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah, quickly no, out of there. Pretty no no quick. doubt. Again, it's not a shot at Andrew. I think he deserves all the big fights, but Tank, I don't think he needs to. He will never fall into that category. He doesn't need to call people out, but he's been vocal. Just recent, he talked about Devin. If Devin wins those fights, hey, I want to fight you for the undisputed lightweight title, and just the fact of. You know, him being vocal about saying, I want to stand on my own. I want to take control of my career. I think I think that's hinting at wanting to create those big fights and being vocal about it. Yeah, you know what? You know why he won't fall into that category ever? Because what people say about him, they used to say that about um, Rigandau, what they yeah. say about Andre, yeah. is that you don't sell tickets. That can never be said against uh, Tank. So if Just look around here right, to see that. If you're not fighting Tank, you're doing yourself a disservice. He's made himself into a star. I wanted to get your final picks, but before I do, I just want to know, obviously, the boxing world was uh, turned around with uh, Canelo and Bivol. Yeah. Canelo said he's going to fight Triple G on the trilogy. Your thoughts, is that the right move? Should he be going after Bivol in the rematch immediately? What do you think? Uh, I think that's the right move because it's a personal thing. Yeah. He, he wants to put a, a period on the end of a – if he can get a victory over Triple G. And if you wait – and, and rematch Bivol, then you're fighting a 41-year-old Triple G now, and you get even less credit. So it just kind of makes sense to just go ahead, uh, do what you already started, fight him in September, get that over with if you can beat him, and then rematch Bivol. And then maybe you can go back into that fight with a little bit more confidence, you know, get off that vegan diet, you know. <laughs> get him a cheeseburger, right? Exactly. Get him a cheeseburger. Ak, your thoughts on, on Canelo, and, and does it – change his place in the pound for pound status when you lose to Bivol? I mean it's it's it, I mean he went down one notch on our pound for pound list and honestly there's an argument to keep him there in my opinion because he went up another weight class trying to chase greatness and all that it didn't it, it doesn't erase everything that he's done to get him to that number one spot so yeah one and two I think it, it's uh it's understandable you know for as far as like the fight I like the triple g fight I'm more so of the mindset of let me get my get back right away because anything can happen between now and May of next year where maybe he loses to one to either Smith or, or, or Baturbiev and that fight doesn't have the same meaning to it. But at the same, you know, at the, at the same time, I think that that Triple G fight was already in place. 
a lot of that fight is going to sell more than a Bavo fight, even though people keep saying, oh, I don't care to see that fight again. That's nonsense. That's BS. It's going to be a huge fight. It's probably the biggest fight in boxing today because of the two uh, because of the controversy of the first strike. The second fight, I thought Canelo won it clearly, but I like this fight. I think if all goes well for Canelo, he beats Triple G. Bavo beats Baturbiev and they fight May of next year and Canelo becomes undisputed at lightweight. That's a cinder that's a story right there. So I like that. It'll be even even bigger. But yeah. to your point, you never know. Like Vladimir Klitschko never got the shot at the rematch with Tyson Fury, and these yeah. things happen. So we're here. Let me just ask you this last question. Uh, we got Tank, we got Roly. Your official prediction, your thoughts, how's the fight gonna play out? Um, I think it's gonna be psych. I don't do predictions, you know that, but that's yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a real I'm gonna ask you anyway. <laughs> You know the guy who's supposed to win, but anything. Tank Davis is the favorite. Tank Davis is the favorite. He's the guy who's skilled. He's the guy that came up in the amateur. If, if Roley say he just started at 17, then that means I think Mayweather signed him in 2016. That means he was only one year in when he got signed. So somebody saw something special in Roley, and I think it was power. I think he has unbelievable power because he, he doesn't exhibit skill. He doesn't exhibit skill that we're used to seeing in boxing. So he must have something for them to sign him that early. And and maybe they're banking on that, but skills normally pays the bills. And even Mayweather, Mayweather started that. He made that famous in boxing. Skills pay the bills. So we know who should win. Let me ask you the question this way. If you were, give you give, okay, well I was gonna say, if you were giving advice to a friend who was gonna put down a bet, or if you just wanna give us your prediction. Uh, I think Tank kind of described it best yesterday at the presser, where he said, it's not that Roley's awkward, he's just inexperienced. With that being said, how did he say it? He didn't say it like that. But um, with that being said, Roley is still a very dangerous fighter because, in you know, in this sport, you know, you can end the fight with one shot, and he has the ability to do that. But I think experience is going to be the difference. Just experience is that simple. Even though that's generic, it's just that Tank has been doing it for too long. He's seen too much in that ring. And I think Roley's defensive mistakes are going to be the difference. So I'm predicting a mid to late round stoppage. For Javante Davis. There you have it. Experience is everything. Barack, Ak, thank you guys so much for the time. And tomorrow night, Tank Davis versus Rolando Romero. Karambatia here at the Tank Davis versus Rolando Romero. Way in here with BC, Brian Campbell. A reunion. A reunion of sorts. The reunion that needed to happen. Uh, long overdue. We saw a little pushing and shoving up there. Your thoughts? I was like that that Leonardo DiCaprio meme, right? Where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my stuff." No, seriously, I love this fight because it's it it kind of brings that like schoolyard like street fight element to like a, a legitimate pay-per-view fight, which it is between two unbeaten lightweights. I liked the intense stare down. I liked Roley stepping in front of him. You had a little shove. You had a little business. Look, it, it gets the uh, pro wrestling feelings good, but it also attracts attention. And that's what this fight's all about. I never would have guessed that Roley Romero would be in a pay-per-view main event against Tank and it would be this intense and it would be this. But Roley, love him or hate him, man. Whatever he's doing, he, he's doing it right. He is. Doing he's it right. getting people talking, and Tank Davis has also made himself into a star. Right, this this place was packed here in Brooklyn. We're doing this outside of the Barclays Center, and and the fans are here. He's made himself a star. He's the type of fighter where your mainstream sports fans will text you and say, "Oh, did you see that knockout by Tank Davis?" Davis, do you think that's like a blueprint that other young fighters could take? What Tank's done? Yeah, I mean, look, look, Tank Tank has done so many things right that I don't even think he gets credit for. Box office attraction to to understand. What he we always said when we covered the Jake Paul fights in the past couple of years, they were different. You had like 
Dogecoin people in the crowd and like video game people over here and anime people, like it's just a different crowd. To his own degree, Gervonta is that type of unique star where you see the flashy tattoos, he's ahead of the game. You see the, the connection with the hip hop community, other pro athletes front row at all of these fights. It's, um, it, it's, it's a lot of that, I may not love boxing, but I love knockouts and I love stars and this guy is showing me that he's something special so I'm going to follow him but it's working and you can see a different kind of atmosphere to his fights and when you can sell out arenas like we talk about pay-per-view stars and look Tank's a legitimate pay-per-view brand but when you can go to Atlanta, DC, you know, uh, Baltimore, Philly, I mean you can go up and down LA and you can bring the same crowds. I mean Tank's special. You want to make sure that security is good here and I think they're breaking down the stage. We're going to continue this conversation down there in a minute. We were talking about Tank making himself into a star. Roly with his confidence, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Is that in his own head? Does he need to convince himself of this stuff that he's, you know, a pound for pound star? He's going to knock out Tank. Does he believe this? Is that what? What do you think? Get, put, your, put yourself in the mind of, of Rolando Romero. I've been trying to figure him out for a while, and I've interviewed him a few times. I interviewed him this week. Interviewed him here on this stage, and you know, it's, it's he's he's a wild card, and there's definitely some brilliance under there. There's crazy like a fox element. If you're a, if you're a marketer at this level, you have to be. You have to know how to press people's buttons, how to get people to watch you. He's got that. I don't know how much I believe in what he believes that he's really going to come out here and knock out Tank Davis in round one. I don't think he necessarily believes that, but he fights in such a brute way that he's one of those rare guys that can be in a pay-per-view main event where the odds are like so far apart in terms of betting, and yet we're like, no, nah, I still got to see it because he's got that puncher's chance of luring somebody into a brawl. It reminds me of Ricardo Mayorga against Vernon Forrest. It's got a little Marcos Maidana in there. It's sort of like I can bridge that gap. Yeah, I got a little boxing ability. Yeah, I'm big. I'm tough. I've got knockouts. But Roley's just got to be as wild as he is on stage and on the microphone. He's got to be that in the ring because, you know, Gervonta is light years ahead of him in experience, technique, all that stuff. But Roley fights are different because you can't prepare for a guy throwing sideways sort of wild shots because they land and he's going to be in your face. you got to knock him out to get him out of there. That's, a, that's what it is. And that's a formula for success in marketing and in, you know, entertainment for boxing. Tank Davis said it yesterday. He's awkward, but that maybe not be something challenging for Tank. It's just awkward. So we'll see what happens. With all of that said, Brian Campbell's official prediction, if you're allowed to make a prediction. And, okay, you are then. Okay, Brian Campbell's official prediction. Uh, somebody's getting knocked out, first of all. Take the under if you're a better. There's no question about that. But uh, I like to take the step, stop him. I do think Roley's going to have a, be a better time than people realize making it an actual fight. Roley's going to have to show a chin to be in here to have a chance. I think Roley's going to impress us in his toughness and his ability to, to kind of make slight adjustments. But is he eventually going to get knocked out? Yes, because he stands there. He's there to be hit. He throws wild punches. He leaves himself there. Tank Davis, one of the best snipers in this game when it comes to lowering your output, looking to land that one perfect shot that's going to slide the chin and then the fight. He's going to get that. I like six round. I like in the middle. But until we get there, I'm not one of these people that are saying, okay, this fight's fun because there's a lot of trash talk, but they don't belong in there together. Until Roley Romero starts getting solved on a consistent basis, he does belong in there. And it's like it's like those weird NFL teams every few years that can't throw or run, but their defense is amazing. Like there's just something unique about him. He got here, he belongs here. If he can make it a fight, it could be something special. It's coming up on Saturday night. Before I let you go, I just gotta ask you about, we got boxing news in the world. Canelo, Triple G3, signed. I want to get your thoughts. Canelo not rematching Bivol right away. 
Is that the right decision for his career and to take on Triple G? And then hopefully we get that rematch with Bivol maybe later next year. Whether it was right or wrong, you get the feeling, listening to the, the insiders, that, that he had to. He signed the contract when he went back to the zone and Eddie Hearn, and it said, look, Bivol first, then it's got to be Triple G. And I think one thing Canelo knows is this fight doesn't motivate him a lot, but he gets that the fans really want it. He gets that his remaining critics really want it because... I was there both fights. I thought Golovkin won both, you know, and, and the second one's obviously really close. But my point is, it, it, it's it's a great rivalry that's delivered on the highest level. Canelo's doing this because he knows the people want it, and he is about the people. I respect that. But him also saying, by the way, I'm coming back after that, and I'm fighting Bivol. I'm going to get my second chance. He's a competitor. Is it ill-advised to, to chase? I, I think he should be done at 175. He's already won a world title there. Go back to 68. There's so many great names. But membership has its privilege, and Canelo's been very responsible with this privilege of being the pound-for-pound pound king and the, and the sport's biggest draw at the same time. And so if this is the way he wants to go and he has to go, I don't think we can lie about one thing. A lot of us on the inside believe that Canelo's going to win this third fight, maybe even by knockout. Triple G is not necessarily the same guy, but I think Canelo looking human against Bivol, it's the first time since the Danny Jacobs fight, which was a, a clear but close competitive win for Canelo that I thought he looked a little human. Since then, it's been one inhuman performance after another. He's been incredible. That humanized him just a bit. Golovkin's got a similar style to Bivol. It's an uphill battle, but the idea, could this third fight be competitive and could it be necessary? Could it be dramatic? Could it be a lot of things? Yeah, I think business is going to pick up now. And I think, you know, look, Mayweather Pacquiao's build survived. Pacquiao getting knocked out in one punch by Marquez. Sometimes you stay the course, it still matters. Right now, Triple G, through, uh, Canelo 3, it kind of matters. It kind of matters right now, and I'm excited about it. One last question before I let you go. We were talking about the marketing angles of Tank Davis. I know you mentioned Jake Paul at, at one point. Jake Paul's next fight, August 13th. I know you spent time with Jake, and you spent time with, with Logan. Yeah. And we saw what Jake did with the Serrano-Taylor event, right? Promoting that event, bringing that up to, to what it should be. Um, your, your, your thoughts on, on people from other walks of life, YouTubers, elsewhere. We, we're seeing celebrity boxing, exhibition fights. All of this stuff is, is coming into this combat sports world. Your, your, your thoughts on, on that? Well, I think there's room for it if it's sold right, and if it involves celebrities or stars or people that you're like, you know what? I'm here for their star power, but they can fight a little bit. And let's give Jake Paul credit. He can fight a little bit. It's been fun to watch it. I've covered some of them. I've watched them all. And it, it's it's different. Do I want it as the co-main event or the main event above a, a traditional boxing fight? No. But it's another lane in the overall picture, which includes bare-knuckle fighting. It, it includes triad rings with people of different sports. It's a little carnival, but I think there is a space for it. And Jake Paul, to his credit, is actually getting closer to needing, not just wanting, but needing to fight a legitimate opponent. Is that Anderson Silva who can box at 47? Is that, I don't know who it is, but I think there's room for it, but the fights have to deliver. I think you're gonna have a shorter leash for this type of circus stuff. The fights for Jake Paul kind of delivered in big moments, maybe, but like now it's time. You did now it's time to fight tough all the time, and they got to deliver. If they do, there is a market for it at the end of the day because fighting is just that universal thing that it really doesn't matter if it's a professional or the guy next door to you doing it. You're probably going to check out to see what's going on, right? I mean, that's just what it is. Celebrities and combat sports—it's on trend. You're a celebrity. Are you going to no. compete? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. But uh, blessed to uh, get some great opportunities to continue advancing, and you know, maybe you and I can reunite on air again. I mean, this was great. But maybe that's we, we need to keep this going. There, there it is. Okay, we need to keep this going. It's it's great. Great seeing you again, Trevor. Great seeing you, Brian Campbell. Thank you so much for the time. Talk to you soon, my friend. You got it, brother. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at ate underscore podcast. That's on Instagram. 
and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at, on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karan Bhatia. 